Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the impact of fatigue on teamwork. And I think this is really kind of fascinating because it's something we all experience, but no one ever talks about. But it has a real and true and I think kind of dramatic impact on how well we work with others. So let's just talk this through because we have a particular model at Strategic Coach that we use called the impact of fatigue. And particularly, we talk about the fact that after a period of rejuvenation, which is time off, vacation, holidays, at Coach, we call them free days, all of us go through what we call a creative period. This is when you are at your best. This is when you're at your most creative, you communicate the most, you're best able to empathize with other people. This is when we are, in fact, the most productive. Then, as we get a little bit more tired, we get into what we call the mechanical zone. Now, in the mechanical zone, you can do what you have already done before. You can do what you do by rote, as long as it doesn't take a whole lot of extra brain cells, okay? So you can still be productive, but again, if you're expecting a lot of originality or creativity or even compassion from yourself, it's going to be a little bit harder to give. Now, all of us, entrepreneurs, business owners, managers, team leaders, team members, doesn't matter. If we go too far into what we call the reactive zone, this is not a great place. This is when every single task, that's simply a task in the creative zone that becomes more of a problem in the mechanical zone, now has turned into a crisis. This is when everything is irritating. We have an expression at coaches that when you get tired, other people get stupid. Yes. So if you've been experiencing some of this lately, it may be because you're the one that's actually tired. So communication goes down. How easily impressed we are with others, non-existent. We tend to become rugged individuals. We think that other people can't do it as well as we can, so we do everything ourselves. So we tend to get isolated. We pull in. Unfortunately, even though this is when we most need to get away and rejuvenate ourselves, this is when we most feel like we can't. And it's a real challenge. So I'm going to talk about the strategy for that in just a moment. Because what do you do when you're in this incredibly exhausted place? You have so much to do. You're feeling overwhelmed. You need to get away, but you feel like you can't. That's a real challenge. Now, I want to describe a little bit more about what the impact of this is. And we've all been there. So if you see someone else in there, please be compassionate with them. It's hard. When I was thinking about preparing for today, the thoughts that I have in terms of what the negative impact are really boil down to three main areas. Fatigue has a negative impact on communication, it has a negative impact on creativity, and it definitely has a negative impact on compassion. So let's break these down a little bit. Well, as I said earlier, when you get tired, other people get stupid. And when we're tired, we don't tend to want to talk to other people. We just can't be bothered. It feels like way too much effort. We're not able to get into other people's perspectives. And so communication goes down. Instead of sending the email or getting up to walk across to someone else's desk, you're like, I'll just do it myself. Hopefully this is resonating with the thinking inside your own mind about how you do things. And we tend to get short. We tend to be very terse in our communications. We expect other people to be able to read our mind or know, obviously, what we are trying to communicate. Like, come on. So we get impatient. I'm not terribly patient on a good day, so I get even worse personally. Again, as I said before, we just can't be bothered. So again, we get kind of stuck with that. The second negative impact is on our creativity. We simply have less mental energy to come up with new ideas. We don't really have new things that we want to experiment with. It feels too risky, actually, when you're tired. When you're physically tired, mentally tired, 
why try something new? Let's just stick with what's known, a known quantity. So we don't have to take that risk. Why? Because you actually don't have the energy to deal with the unexpected. That's why our creativity goes down. So it's really important that we acknowledge the fact that if we expect these really big things from ourselves when we're in that mechanical zone, it's not going to happen or we're going to dip really deep into our reserves, which means we're going to run out even faster. So again, there's a real consequence to that. You're not going to engage in brainstorming. You're problem solving. Someone brings a problem to you. You just wish it had never happened. And again, that's where the impatience comes in because we expect other people to come up with a solution. We just simply don't have what it takes to often be the ones to facilitate an answer. You just want it to go away. So that's why creativity goes down. The last aspect, the last negative impact of fatigue that we're going to talk about today is compassion. It has a negative impact on compassion. And if you think about it, compassion requires, it's different than sympathy, but compassion requires that we understand where the other person is coming from. And that takes mental energy. It takes emotional energy. We have to have something to be able to be able to step into someone else's shoes and look at the situation from their point of view. And if you think about what consists of really great teamwork or what it looks like, to me, it's great communication, it's great creativity, and it involves compassion. That you're willing to see things from other people's point of view, and that is gone when we're tired. <laughs> if you think about you when you're exhausted, when you're fatigued, when you haven't rested, either because you can't sleep or you haven't taken a vacation in a long time, what happens to your compassion? Mm, not really there. And again, we end up being more of that rugged individualist who's isolated rather than someone who's open and sharing and collaborative and communicative and all those other great things. So what do we do? What do we do when we're up against it? We're exhausted. Maybe you're in the reactive zone and you somewhere intellectually, you know that you need to take time off, but you don't actually feel like you can. What in fact are the strategies? Well, one of the things that I've done and this was a really interesting insight for me. So I work at Strategic Coach and I work with a team. Dan Sullivan and Bob Smith are the owners of the company. And oftentimes they'll say, oh, Shannon, take some time off. And I'll be like, mm, no. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, no, I've got too much to do. Here's what worked one day is when the person who was working for me, my team member, said, Shannon, take tomorrow off. It's fine. Everything you have can either be moved or it's not a big deal. You can take the time off. And I was like, really? And she goes, yes. I'm like, okay. So I actually got the validation or the confidence that I needed from my team member, you know, not the owner of the company, to take that time off, which I thought was really kind of interesting that normally if your quote unquote boss tells you to take time off, you do it. But that certainly wasn't the case for me because that person is not necessarily in touch with what I'm actually doing every day. My team member is very closely connected to that. So that's who gave me confidence in that circumstance. The other story that I really enjoy about this is one from Dan. And he talked about one time when he was exhausted, he was tired, and he had a ton of reasons for not going away to the point where he actually wrote down the list of all the reasons why he couldn't go. And there were 20 things on the list. And then he put the list in a drawer and then he went. <laughs> so he actually left. When he came back, 12 of the items on his list had actually disappeared and been taken care of while he was gone. In terms of the remaining eight, three of them he was able to handle immediately that day. And the rest of them, the last few, he was able to handle with his team in the remaining week. So all the reasons why he thought he could not leave and how much time it would take him to get all those things done, he had a week of free days. He got three of them done immediately, and then the rest of them got done that week. So it was kind of amazing for him just to realize just how different we perceive things when we are, in fact, rested. So that's a really big one. The other is to plan regular 
sets of free days, regular vacations, so you never actually get into that reactive zone. And plan them in advance and communicate them. Let your clients know. Let your team know. Don't have it be mysterious. Don't just disappear. That is one of the worst things you can do for teamwork. You don't want to be vague. You want to be very transparent about this. And a lot of entrepreneurs actually have an enormous amount of guilt about taking time off because often we have the freedom to take off more time than other people, but it doesn't mean you take advantage of that freedom. Here's what I have learned from team members. They love it when you're rested. (laughs) Why? You're much, much nicer to work with. So if you need to hear this, let me be the channel for your team because I talk to them all the time about what you're like when you're happy, when you're rested, when you're creative. Frankly, you being creative is one of the biggest aspects of job security for your team. You know, and that's true if you're an entrepreneur. It's definitely true if you're a team leader. So if you think about it, you rested, creative, communicative, and compassionate is fantastic. People really, really enjoy you when you're in that state. Whatever it takes to get or keep you there, your team is invested in. Now, having said that, I don't think a rested entrepreneur and exhausted team is a particularly good combination either. So (laughs) what's good for the goose is also good for the gander in this one. So make sure that your team also has time off. And one of the things that we've learned at Coach is that our team members, we tend to give them obviously weekends and statutory holidays and whatever vacation schedule that you have at your company. But oftentimes they actually take their free days. Entrepreneurs often don't. They compromise them. They work during their time off. The truth is they're just working in a different location. So if this is you, you actually want to really delineate the time when you are taking off from work. Your focus here is on rejuvenating and have that be guilt-free. Train your team on the issues that might come up when you're not there. And that makes a huge, huge difference because, first of all, their confidence will go up because they know that they can handle things and they're trusted to handle things in your absence. And your team will get stronger. We have a great expression here is that you never know how good your team is until you leave. And I think that's really, really important. One of the other things that I've recognized is that you really have to pay attention to your own pattern of energy. Are you a morning person? Are you an afternoon person? Are you an evening person? When is your creativity at its highest? When is your energy at its highest? And really plan for that. I just recently had an insight, and I've been practicing this for over 25 years, so that's a long time. What I've learned is that I can have an incredibly productive period for about eight to 10 weeks, eight on the inside and 10 on the outside. After that, I really need free days, and I need about a week of them. That's where I disconnect, I get away, different environment, change my space, and then when I come back, I'm refreshed and rejuvenated and eager And I can't wait to get back to the creative projects I was working on. But my calendar hasn't always been scheduled that way because of free time that's scheduled through schools. I've got two school-aged daughters. So I haven't always been able to plan it that way. But going forward, that's what I'm going to be working towards, is really making sure that I know that I can do about eight to probably nine weeks. Week 10, I'm moving into that reactive zone. So learn your own pace. Learn your own schedule. And I also take weekends off, by the way. I never work weekends. So that's really, really important to really just observe your own energy level for different types of things. And the more you're doing work that you really love and that's exciting for you and energizing, that's going to be much more fun. We'll all be much more easily fatigued by activities that drain us or that we find exhausting. So figure out how to measure your mental energy. For example, profiles like Colby, know your unique ability, which is what you love to do and do best. Those are the other things that can help you fuel your energy and prevent that negative impact of fatigue because it has a very, very, very high cost, not only for you individually, but for you in terms of your teamwork. 
and everyone, if you're listening to this podcast, you know just how passionate I am about teamwork. And I think we just do not appreciate sometimes what it's like for other people when we're tired. So my advice to you is give yourself permission to take the time off, get permission from your team, because they're probably the ones that you'll actually believe when they say it's okay to leave, and really pay attention to how and when you are the most energized and when you need that refresh, that time period where you step away and come back to be your new and much better, more integrated, more teamwork-focused self, because that's really how you're going to improve your own teamwork and your own productivity. So I hope you're clear on the impact of fatigue and that you are aware that it really negatively impacts communication, creativity, and compassion, and that by regularly restoring yourself, you can be your very, very best collaborative, contributing, and creative team member. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments, please let us know at questionsastrategiccoach.com. As always, here's to your team success. Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes, and we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more Team Success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com. Music.